0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is here. Hello. And Mohanad is here. Hello. Mohamed, uh, your degree is behind you. What degree is it? To what degree are you qualified for this podcast? <laughs> uh,
1: hopefully overqualified. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I think that one is my master's of engineering degree
0: listen to that Mm -hmm. who's who is gonna argue with him
1: Mm -hmm. exactly
0: nobody well but bernie and i will but other than that (laughs) (laughs) how is everyone bernie you well well go on man i'm good i'm good (laughs) he's done it again uh zach Zach (laughs) schneider is on your sweatshirt um what's what's that got to do with anything it's the shirt for the director's cut of justice league
2: you have that yeah because it was much better than the original, which was completely garbage, <laughs> and this one was unbelievable, so I had to buy the shirt
0: all right uh, I have no opinions on that, but I'm sure other people do, so please if you if you disagree, let us know if you agree, don't. I don't care, but if you disagree please tell please tell us or don't well, tell <laughs> Bernie
1: i mean the people the people online tell anybody when they agree with them? I think it's only when you disagree with them yeah,
2: true, Yes. so.
1: That's a, And you, then there's if,
2: always
0: people on the other side saying,
2: talk about what you like, not what you don't like.
0: <laughs> it's like, what's the fun in that? <laughs> yeah. And also while they're doing that, they're talking about something they don't like. So, you know,
1: exactly. there exactly
0: doesn't work. Anyway, a uh, ton of football to talk about. Stuff we do like, stuff we don't like. Um, why don't we start with the Champions League? Because, you know, it, it happened again today, as it will sometimes. Um, Chelsea beat Leo 2-0. Uh, very unfortunately, Jonathan David didn't do anything.
2: Yes, and I was uh in my group chat. I was uh, told that oh, the kid didn't do anything, and you keep telling us to buy him. I'm like, uh, this is not
0: uh, <laughs> an indication of his talent level, guys. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> no, no, no. This was his one audition, and now it's all over. That's how this goes. Oh, oh, that's sad. That's, that's very sad. I don't know what to do anymore. From
1: last episode.
0: Yep, this yeah. is true. This um, is true. Mohamed, uh, you and I are scouting for a new midfielder for Arsenal. Renato Sanchez, what did
1: you think? Uh, To be fair, I didn't watch the game fully. I was at work today for a change. Um, So I didn't catch it fully. But Renato is a player that comes in and out. Sometimes it looks like you definitely need to sign this guy. He's going to be the next thing. He's great at driving from midfield. And there's not a lot of dribblers right now. And he's kind of really good at doing that, that drive with the dribble and blah, blah, blah. Then you see other games and he disappears completely. So I worry about the inconsistency when it comes to him is really the biggest thing for me. But on his day, when he's having a good game, he... Is a bit unique and it doesn't mean he's the best it's just he's unique in the sense mm. that there's not a lot of players like him right now agreed like not not many players are that dynamic yep. in that
0: position um all right he, here's the main talking point though so kai havert scores a goal within what was it eight minutes
3: mm. yeah
0: early on um for me okay so we had we had a a quite not a question but a comment from from colin crawford who said you know just don't talk about Lukaku and the seven-touch thing. And I understand the exhaustion with that topic, but I do want to talk about Chelsea striking options in general. Because every time I see Havertz play up front, and I don't, you know, there are people that watch Chelsea far more closely than me and probably all of us, but they look better with
1: Havertz up front. They just do, don't they? Well, every time he plays his course, I mean, that's all you need, isn't it? I I'm not sure the stats back that up,
0: but it does feel that way.
1: It does. It, I mean, again, it's another one of these field versus stats yeah. thing, but like it honestly feels that every time he plays, usually in a more game. fringe well, yeah, I, I don't know if they're big games or fringe games. It's weird. Like it feels like okay, Premier League games are like the main games and then these fringe games like the Club World Cup or, you know, a knockout stage of a Champions League, like they are big games, you're right. But it almost feels like he's the plan B. Um, mm. even though those games could be argued as bigger. Because there's a trophy on the line. But I still feel like he's plan B. And they're still trying to make plan A and Lukaku work. So it feels like he doesn't play in the plan A games. But he scores every time he plays in the plan B games.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: That makes a lot of sense. I think also it might feel like he scores every game. Because the the games where Lukaku was injured. Havers was playing false nine. And they hit people for like seven. uh, Was it Leicester? Someone they gave like a real beating. And they gave a couple teams some bad like games. And now Lukaku has been arrested after, you know, they said we shouldn't mention it, but sure, seven touches in one game. And he scores again. It's I don't know if it's that they look more interesting because they're not. They're very boring, but at least it looked like this is the actual plan, what it should be, as opposed to Lukaku, where it doesn't look like it's a plan that even fits him at all, to be honest.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, it, well, Hey, just I just wanted to get off my chest that like Havertz is, is like bizarrely good in the air. I know he's tall, yep. but for like a wiry attacking midfielder, it's not really what you associate. But um, the Lukaku thing is like, when I saw the, the seven-touch thing, my immediate reaction was not to criticize Lukaku. My immediate reaction was like, well, this team clearly isn't, isn't playing to his strengths. And that's been clear all season. And that makes me wonder whether, you know, did Tuchel want him? Did the club want him? Did Tuchel want him but not really understand how his game works? Like, I don't know. We, we we watched him for two years at Inter Milan smash goals in left, right, and center because he had space to run into.
1: So let me put this to you, the whole Inter Milan thing. Did you, there's two very interesting stats that came out of this. One is that he, one of the seasons he was there, he had the most successful dribbles in the league. Mm. We've all seen Lukaku dribble. So <laughs> either space he's dropped, he's dropped massively or it's a farmer's league. These are are the only two options. Um, And the other stat that came out of it, did you see the stat of like how the percentage of times the striker touches a ball in the team and the XG? And apparently 4% is the sweet spot of like, of out of all the touches in a team, how much should the should the main striker touch it? And it like the graph was negative on either side of like three to four percent. It was negative in one to two, and then it was negative five up to like eleven. But it was only positive xG between like three and four percent, which was quite interesting. Um, in the sense that I think the way teams work a lot now is that they don't really involve that guy a lot mm-hmm. until the end, or that guy is just creating options for the wingers who are better players than him. I think the 100%. problem with Lukaku is that he thinks he's the best player in the world. So it's hard to cater to his teammates in that sense I, I think, and be that I think, selfless.
2: I think that's right. I think two things can be true at the same time, right? Like, to most point, the dribbles was true because he had space to run into, which doesn't speak well to the defending quality of Syria anymore. But also to the fact that he, you know, remember Belgium played him on the right a lot of the time. And those are probably his best performances, like overall, really, when you have watched Lukaku play, because they just told him run. Because anytime you tell Lukaku, hold up the ball, he can't do that. We've had that discussion. He's not good at holding up the ball. He's not good at bringing people into play. He's not good at passing the ball. But put the ball into space, let him run into. He can do that. And he actually has a half-decent cross on him anyway. So in Inter, he was playing off the right of a two with space to run into. It's just... It felt like a right-winger, except he was a bit more freedom to run inside and, and hit the ball from outside the box. Chelsea aren't going to do that, and they're not going to get that much space anyway. It was a horrible fit to begin with, and people said that and got criticized. Was, oh, Lukaku, he scores goals everywhere. It's like, no, you can tell it's never going to be a good fit. But people didn't want to see that, that analysis because it was apparently hate. And you know how sensitive he is to hate. So everyone tried to support him, but he's gone back to Tim's Lukaku, unfortunately.
0: Him's Lukaku. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I don't know. I, I think, given the amount of money they spent, they can't really get rid of him in the summer. I they're, they're going to have to work out a solution. I mean, it, it may be the case that Tuchel's not there anymore. I mean, we, we've always said that Tuchel is like an eighteen-month, two-year appointment, but they're going to have to work something out because it's not a sustainable situation at the moment.
1: Yeah, but Lukaku's clearly a good, good club, bad club, good club, bad club. So the next club are going to get a fantastic player, and you know, they've got. What Everton United Inter Chelsea. So the next one is gonna be again world beater, whatever that is, I don't know. As
2: long as that next club is in Syria A, yeah. It'll be fine. But if it's another Premier League League club, like Everton was for who? oh <laughs> we don't we don't listen we don't
1: count good performances at everton you know this it doesn't matter <laughs> nothing at everton actually matters well speaking speaking way, of nothing at work. Everton matters Do you see that stat about seamus coleman being at Everton for like a good 16 years of his career and had like a six month spell at like huddersfield or something that's the only trophy he's ever won what was the trophy being <laughs> at huddersfield I uh, no i don't know but he actually <laughs> won a trophy i didn't <laughs> dig deeper but it was just a funny stat the the I, yeah. if we're talking about Everton
2: stats, the stats of our friend Donnie were not very good in the last game that they lost, but you know, just he'll he'll be fine, but it wasn't very good, no.
0: Well Everton weren't very good. I mean we uh, okay, okay. no, we still the have through. Champions League stuff yeah. to get into, so we'll, let us let's finish that and then we'll then we'll bash Frankie Lampard and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and all the stuff that we usually do. Yes. Um Miller <laughs> <Villareal laughs> won, Juventus won, Vlahovic scored a very, very good goal within 30 seconds and he he did the the talky talky yappy yappy little gesture because he's gone like two games without a goal for Juventus and so he's coming under under fire (laughs) (laughs) Um, but this was a very good goal followed by like 70 minutes or 75 minutes of Juventus being really crap and Villarreal frankly with a team of Premier League rejects and Unai Emery passing them off the pitch I saw um Alex, you watched the game. Did Danjuma play well or no?
2: He was he was decent. He was annoying. So yeah. Fabrizio believes that... or well, he says he has a 75 million release clause. No one's paying that. And I thought, what? How good has he been and how good has Emery been? Like, And so I
0: was curious about how he played in this game, if he could justify a 75 million release clause. No, he, he was fine. But, like, I, no. Would you pay 75 million for a slightly better Bertrand Traore? Like... That's probably harsh on Dan Juma. I the the one reason that I hope Dan Juma comes to the Premier League is because he will get the um the Joe Linton treatment and everyone will just call him Dan Juma. It's a good point. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, also,
2: the question I saw on Twitter: Allegri, people were like, all the clubs, that, all the fans who said that the club should get Allegri. How are they feeling now? And yeah, considering your club was one of them, how are you feeling now? <laughs>
0: I, that's an entirely fair point. Um, Allegri had like a year and a half off of football and came back a dinosaur. It was like those 18 <laughs> months just made all the difference. Like, I don't know what he's trying to do. It's honestly, it's, it's not good. The football is not good. He looks outdated. Um, yeah. It was just, for, for real, like Etienne Capoue played like a delicate little chip ball in for the, for the equalizer. They were just passing it around Juventus's 4-4-2 like, Remember early days when English teams went into the Champions League and just tried to do what they did in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what it looked like.
1: Mm. They played they played Gerard and Lampard together in midfield or what?
0: Yeah, like Weston McKenney and I don't know. Who was it?
1: I don't know. I just feel like he doesn't really have the players. I just never thought Juve had the players. I, I always look at a Juventus squad and I never think they have a good enough starting eleven. I just never do. You always have Cuadrado like a right wing back. You know? like, <laughs> he's the
0: best player. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <He's> always good.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, if he's your best player, I just, I never... Look, Juve are talked about as this powerhouse in, in European football just because they're Juve, whatever. Every time I watch Juve, every time I look at their lineup, every time that's including with Ronaldo, every time, I'm just like, this is not, like, a scary team in any way. And, yeah, they might, like, well, steam on a Serie the point. Up, but...
2: But it wasn't the point bef like, say before Ronaldo, right? Wasn't the point that Mandzukic leading the line and all these things and it was a collective and you could squeeze the talent out of everyone. Like, wasn't that the whole point of Juventus? And then they went in this kind of flashy, you know, they thought Rabiot was a thing. They thought Delit was a thing. Ronaldo, like, w- I, don't you think that the flashy actual player, like the big-name players or whatever, actually the ones that got them in trouble?
0: Yes. Well, Ronaldo did. Like well, Higu- I was Higuain, just gonna say Higuain was the last big money move that, that... sorry, I just <laughs> big money. I can't say big money move without thinking <laughs> of um, God, even. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was the last one that worked. Like Higuain was a was a you know, they paid too much for him, but he banged in the goals and then they replaced him almost immediately with Ronaldo, which is completely unnecessary and threw everything off balance.
1: I mean, when when Bernie was describing Juventus there, it's it felt v- eerily similar to Manchester United. The collective, mm-hmm. Ole trying to build something, people are pressing, mm-hmm. you're squeezing mm-hmm. every little bit of talent mm-hmm. out of these mm-hmm. random players like McTominay and even mm-hmm. the younger guys in Greenwood, etc. Even at that James trying to play some football. And then you sign Ronaldo mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it all just goes to shit. Like you,
2: re- like you know what you did, you you stuck the knife exactly where you knew it would hurt, and then you just slowly twisted and twisted, and twisted. Oh, I'm I'm in such pain. I'm bleeding out right now.
0: All right, <laughs> uh, well, we'll give you give you an opportunity to uh, to. Um, make yourself feel better actually sorry before i do i just want to say (laughs) (laughs)
1: you suffer a little bit more sorry we teams our mind
0: (laughs) but bernie will actually like this one because it's um it's to do with two players he absolutely hates the villarreal equalizer right you Mm. have to watch it back and just watch both delit and rabio like they're just they have no idea what day it is where the goal is where the players are it's a joke and it's a shame because delit has actually been Allegedly, very good this season. But Adrian, Adrian Rabio is a disaster of a footballer.
3: Oh god. So it, his
1: mom you will have tell to say otherwise. allegedly. His mom will what? tell you otherwise. Yes. The she she and Maitland mom. Nile's mom should form
0: a, a union. <laughs>
1: I just again like like I love I I know people online love to go, Oh, Rabio, what a silky smooth player, just to seem like cultured and they know stuff. I'm like, (laughs) no, I watch him play. He is not that guy. He's just not like fine, you wanna get a six out of ten every week and whatever, okay, but you're telling me that clubs are fighting over Rabio from PSG to No. No one cares. No one should be fighting over nothing. And just like this is the kind of player that like people, you know, they 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 just like say names like at oh, Rabio. No, they're lit. So what? They're playing like shit.
0: I I am convinced, and we've we've discussed players' looks before as being very influential. But Adrian Rabio has a career because he looks like a fucking Renaissance painting. If he looked like Gary Medel, no <laughs> one is hiring him. I think. It's, it's really the fact that he was at
2: Barcelona youth team or something, and then PS... Like, he, went, he flip-flopped between PSG and Barcelona, and then once you have those on your resume, people go, ooh, mm. okay, you must be interesting. Mm. But again, it's the case of people hype players that they've actually seen maybe five minutes of. In Like, you watch one Champions League game, like, <laughs> and then you go, oh, I know him. He was good that day, and he's got a big name, so he must be great. Like, he's... people did not watch Rabiot enough or Delit at all to make any kind of actual conclusion I made any sense
1: he's the midfield version of chupa moting
0: <laughs> Wait, what if he a does, resume <laughs> if he does as well as chupa moting he'll have done done all right i mean because to be
1: fair chupa moting has played for psg has played for Bayern munich and has done it on a cold rainy day at stoke on a tuesday yeah. so i mean that is the trifecta right there i mean he's better than messi at this point Imagine
0: going from... Who who managed Stoke when they were in the Premier League? Like Mark Hughes and before that, Tony Pulis. Pulis. Imagine going from Mark Hughes to
1: like fucking Hansi well, Flick. Well, Pulis was the one that said that Naby was not good enough for West Brom or whatever. So, yeah. you know, that's the kind of talent ID you're working with. <laughs> what, what what
2: I want to know is who has the better agent? Uh, Luke De Jong or Chupomoting?
0: All I can tell you is that every time I see Barcelona highlights, Luke de is scoring a towering header. (laughs) Especially now that he's going to get across. (laughs) Adama Traore to Luke de is the new new thing. Um, Tomorrow, Atletico Madrid against Manchester United. But well, you're hearing this, you you may have already seen this game. You may already know the result. Um, Bernie, just quickly... um, Atleti are in very bad form, but I get the feeling that you're not going to be confident about this. Nope, nope,
2: not confident at all. Don't care. Um, Like a meteor could strike them all, and I still wouldn't be confident right now. Especially because we might score two and then concede two. Who knows? (laughs) Whatever, anything can happen. So I keep thinking
1: this game is in the Europa League. I honestly do. Like I'm not even I'm not even trying to be funny like every time like every time like I see a headline about like today there was a headline about ooh maybe the Champions League will be good for Manchester United and I thought you mean like when they qualify for it next year like I honestly just keep thinking this is happening in the Europa League I don't know why but I think you guys were maybe just so close to not qualifying from the group or something and that kind of just stayed with me as if you guys went down something happened where i just think it you're was, in the europa league it, it was a bit
2: deceiving they they had already qualified like around before okay. it, it was it was just that they were shit in
1: qualifying out of the group that's why okay maybe that's it maybe there,
0: there were. i do remember a couple of occasions um where it looked like they might not yeah there was banter galore yeah yeah yeah. I think that's Ch- what stuck Ch- with Ch- me specifically will will remember. Yeah, <laughs> we'll remember you bantering him. Oh yeah, because yeah, in like
1: yeah. in freaking like November, he's talking about like when we topped this group and beat PSG in the playoffs or whatever. And I said, I'll just come back to you in February when you haven't qualified that at the group stage <laughs> and are in the <laughs> Europa League, and it was so close. He was worried. He was worried. <laughs> you, you know, they got out the group, and he, I,
2: I'm pretty sure he went back to that thread and gave yeah. you a smiley or something. Oh probably. yeah, yeah, yeah. As as is, as shameless, is. but. Nah, that's alright.
0: No, right. <laughs> it's, right, it's the right thing to do. I, I, all, I, all I can predict from this game is the two obvious things: one, Ronaldo will score because it's La Madrid, and two, <laughs> Luis, Luis Suarez will score because he's Luis Suarez. Did you see his goal from the weekend? The halfway line, whatnot.
1: Mm-hmm, left foot beast. I mean, if he, if he has anything, he has momentum and inertia, so he put a lot behind that ball. <laughs> because that is not easy to, like, hoof it with your left foot over the keeper from the halfway <laughs> line. You need some mass behind that, and he's got that in abundance.
0: Yeah. Well, every, barbecues every day. I oh, would do it.
1: <laughs> with Messi yeah. on the, the Argentinian, like, steak in that video that they were all having together. Yeah. Well, uh... It's
0: like a nine-foot barbecue. What's it? Asado, isn't it? Yeah. And speaking of, Just
1: speaking of kind of, like, that thing, like, Messi... Um, just now being at PSG it highlights so much how introverted and antisocial he is. It's actually hilarious because at Barcelona at least he was the guy so people kind of catered towards him and it made him feel like social enough but at PSG he's just so like he barely celebrates, he's so quiet like everybody's like yeah and he's like mm-hmm, nice, okay. Like he's just so awkward man, and it's so highlighted at PSG
2: Moni do you know that what like what made me like associate with this point was I think in the last... Champions League PSG played last week. Oh, Real Madrid, right? There was a move where Messi's on the right and then you know when he passes it into the striker and they lay it off and hits it off his left? Yeah. That happened and I was like, he's going to hit it. And then he passed it to someone... Who was in no position? I was like, "This guy is not happy." Yeah. <laughs> like his, is my just went,
1: nah, Messi's not feeling it at all because like, there's no reason why he wouldn't hit that. It's ball. actually crazy to watch him. Like the confidence, like Messi with low confidence. Like I, I'm seeing passes that he could make with his eyes closed in his sleep, and they are not hitting their mark. Like it's actually incredible to see. And I don't think it's a decline in ability. I think it's just the confidence, the new settings. Again, I think being the whole introverted kind of character, I think I don't think moving was as easy or as like given as we would think. Like no, I don't never think, wanted to. Yeah, exactly. I think it's still with him because simple things are not coming off. And it's actually not fun to see. It's like it's yeah, almost sad. I'm sure also like...
2: making fun of him at home as well It's not helping. So. <laughs> it's
0: probably true. It's probably true. But also you the, like, the cultural difference between the Barcelona dressing room where like there are probably strict rules, especially under like Javi or something. Mm-hmm. There are strict rules like no one gets too flashy. We've talked before about how like, I don't know if this still applies, but they all had to drive the same car in and all that kind of stuff. And then he goes to PSG and it's just like Neymar and Mbappe like doing TikToks in English. And he's just not going to be able to relate to any of that stuff. you know. And PSG did in fact lose on the weekend, 3-1 to Nantes. Which is hilarious after their massive win against Real Madrid. But...
1: Is that the one where uh, Neymar missed the penalty, the really lame penalty?
0: Yep, unbelievable. And actually, um, the the Nantes keeper uh, Lafont uh, got a ten out of ten in Le keep, which apparently like never happens. Oh wow! Yeah. Anyway, um, that's that's too much Liga coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Premier League, uh, where there are zero farmers just joking calm down um Manchester City two Tottenham Hotspur three what a mental game what an absolutely mental game um I I know you two don't like talking about it for you know reasons but Harry Kane was absolutely phenomenal like he played two positions all game and and did them better than probably anyone else can do them in this league
2: he he was amazing like the first half of this game was utter nonsense just 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 nonsense like we were on the group chat being like what is this pass what is this this it was just garbage football second half was like all right guys (laughs) forget rules forget tactics it was the catenaccio like performance that spurs put in was classic italian catenaccio they literally had 10 percent possession at one point <laughs> and all the and but every time that they did move the ball to Kane who then moved it to Son or Kulisevsky City didn't know what to do it was frightening how easy it was for them to get through that and and chance after the chance after the chance which led to goals that came coming at the right time like you know from 2-2 to 3-2 honestly brilliant brilliant second half
0: Okay. I don't want to take any 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 credit away from from you know some of the the like the moves that that Tottenham put together against City were were really bloody good. I mean the goals were good, but Mohamed Pep Guardiola, we we've been watching this guy close up for years, and there are just some games that just don't make any sense. And I'm and I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, you tried to you wanted to sign Kane in the summer, right? And we've seen throughout the course of the last few years that like. Since Ericsson left, basically all the creative stuff Spurs do runs through him. If they're going to do something, it's going to go through him. And it just did nothing about it for 90 minutes. I just like stick Rodri in front of him so that the ball can't get to it. Like, I just don't understand the how hard this was.
1: The problem that is, was a little bit outside of Pep's hands is that Diaz and Rodri decided to have the combined worst games of their careers. And I mean, every touch, every moment, every decision, especially Diaz, was unbelievably poor. And it's not to say anything about him in general, but just this game, these 90 minutes, I think the first half was just calamitous from Diaz. It was unbelievably bad. Rodri, very similar in midfield. Just giving the ball away, bad positioning. And it just, I'm sure it didn't help City when, you know, down your spine, you've got Diaz and, and, uh, and Rodri having their worst games in a long, long time. I'm sure that didn't help either. No matter, I think, what Pep would have done with this performance from these two, I think Kane would have had a field day because he is at the end of the day a world class player, and if you're gonna have that kind of performance against him, he will punish you.
2: What What's interesting about that is the first goal, Diaz played one of the worst offside traps I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like it was really, really bad. And to your point about Rodri, I think it was Rodri. Kane rolled Rodri like ten times in slow motion. It was it was ridiculous. I was like, it, Kane is not quick. He doesn't have like the, the burst anymore. He just pins him back and just rolls him around and Rogi couldn't do anything about it. If it was Fernandinho, he would have broken Kane's leg at some point. And that's probably what they needed. Because it, it was it was way too easy. But you know, like you said, world class Kane showed up.
0: Funny I was just having a look. Fernandinho was on the bench too. Like I, I honest to God would have just made sure someone was standing in front of him. Like it <laughs> it really would have been that simple, but nonetheless, it was uh what what a stunning game! Proper Barclays. Christian Romero looks pretty good. He's going to oh. get sent off like two or three times
1: very no, soon. No, I'm no. sure. Alex, come on, this, 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 no. this is his like this is the Rabiot moment. He's been having a horrendous season.
2: He's he's been involved in one clean sheet all season, and Christian
1: Romero. He's barely best. played. He's been injured most of the season. You know, what are you no, talking about? Yeah, and he's not been be that good.
0: He was. He, th- he's he's literally played like two games. What are you he's talking?
1: Played about? enough to be shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that what you're talking about. I can tell when you know what you're talking about. When you don't, <laughs>
2: he, he's not, he's not been impressive to the point that we have to call him out on a podcast as someone that's been impressive. Come on,
0: man! He's God, sure God forbid impressed. we enjoy a good
1: player's good him good him performance. and him and the other new right back who's been absolutely shit as well. What's he, his he's name?
2: Played ten games by the way. That's that's enough to be shit.
1: And <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's been very good in his ten games. Anyway. Um, West Ham won, Newcastle won. I really, you know, I didn't see this. I, I just want to bring this up because Chris Wood meowed at Kurt Zuma.
1: <laughs> I mean, if that's not worth the $30 million you paid, I think it is. Yep.
2: I love it. I love it. It's, it's so funny. It's necessary and funny. Like, the, I think... the problem is
1: English football has to come with a banter. Like, once it loses that, then what are we doing?
2: Yeah. It's it's got to be banter. It's got to be a little bit o- across, like above board. No, you know what I mean. i like, gone too far. Just yeah, a little bit. That's the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for the just for it to be fun.
0: Honestly, I don't even think this crossed the line. If you will drop kick a, a cat across your kitchen, you know <laughs> you're gonna get meowed <laughs> at. Meowed at. Someone called <laughs> JI. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think anything's wrong with that. Um, Arsenal two, Brentford one. Um, I know Brentford have been crap lately, like really bad. But this was a very, very comfortable win for Arsenal, which is not something that anyone you know associated with Arsenal is, is used to in the last few years. Um, they like knocked it about. They looked like they knew what they were doing. It all seemed
1: entirely comfortable. And speaking of knocked it about, and speaking of banter, Lacazette like after the game tweeted. Copy pasted the exact tweet from Ivan Tony on the first <gasps> game of the season about the whole a kick up a fun kick about with the lads at Arsenal or whatever. So, you know that was a great touch. I thought. I mean, like as that's probably best touch all season.
0: <laughs> probably, <laughs> but also it's like Ivan Tony plays for Brentford, who are just promoted.
1: He's you not know, no, you, know. you, he, going to put him back. No,
2: you've got, to. you've Plus, got, you've like, got He's gonna, yeah. Tony like needs to stop talking just a little bit. Like remember a couple weeks ago when he was like partying with some girl and she said fuck Brentford and he went fuck Brentford. And it's like mate, like you're not that guy who like people care about your social media that you need to be funny and banter. Like no, just play football. Like you <laughs> are you are not that guy. Someone else can be that guy but not you Ivan Tony. I'm sorry. Stick, stick to the football. <laughs> 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 I can accept this from Neymar but like, <laughs> I've been Tony come on
1: <laughs> but yeah Arsenal were comfortable but that last goal that last Brentford goal just rubbed me the wrong way I got upset like I don't know why it just bothered me like we were fine we just just in general I was like first of all I'm mad at my fantasy points that I didn't get from Arsenal's Obviously. clean sheet so that's, that's the number one really that's the only reason I'm upset to be fair <laughs> Um, other than that it's cool we won 2-1 we got 3 points everything's fine the other thing that upset me is that all the games this weekend did not go our way freaking United I know after that 2-2 and I'm sure we'll talk about it um, the Spurs beating City like it was just not a good weekend other West Ham, like, other results yeah West Ham are out of it by now like they're like 4 games behind or whatever yeah
0: yeah but I, I don't know I think I think there were
1: a lot of a lot of Positives to take from, uh, from the Arsenal <laughs> performance. Well, I love it. Alex is like, all right, well, let's talk about some positives. We did win. We're just focusing on the negative. <laughs> I mean, Smith throwing and Saka. There we go. Yep. World class talent. The best. The best young talent in the league. Granite Jacket didn't get sent off. Impressive. We're playing a very. we I think he's enjoying this new position where Party is deepest, taking up all that responsibility and the risk. And now Saka is playing like a number eight. Wide left while Odegaard plays a number eight wide right.
0: Um, How far out, out of the game can we move him? Right. How little can we have him involved?
1: That's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, all right. Aston Villa nil Watford one. Look, man, I, I was with you on on the Gerard hype train and I brought it up last week, but I think that's like one win in 12 or something. Like they're really bad. One in seven. It's very unfortunate. One in seven. Like,
1: did you, see, uh, did you see course. how he walked off the field after they beat Everton? It, he strutted. That's that's all you he need. He
2: even turned around and walked backwards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate this guy hate so much. Listen, how much do I really, at my core, care about Aston Villa? Not at all. Do sure. I want to see Jared in the league and have some good moments? Sure, I'm down. Jared has gone from... The Klopp's successor to mate, we're not sure about this. <laughs> also, to be fair, Rangers also just annihilated Dortmund without him. Yeah. <laughs> For the fuck was it? Him.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
2: It's just I I I told you so. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I told you.
1: Yeah. Bernie just loves when people fail. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty oh much.
2: Especially when I told you they would, like calm down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you say you say everybody's gonna fail. If it was up to you, no one would be champion. But, mate, I don't and like any of top ten. you know this. <laughs>
2: People don't matter to me. Especially Gerard. No.
0: Last week though Burnley Bernie did say that he would he would take Graham Potter at Manchester United. I think that's a sentiment that we can all get behind in general. They did get battered three nil by Burnley though, which is never a good look. Like Burnley don't score three goals against anyone. Look, look at you, look at you, Alex. Look at you. No Not... no shame. No shame. Imagine that you like using him for banter against me.
2: What bitch yes.
0: <laughs> There are no rules. Waghorst steps up. I... Ready to Weghorst sacrifice to what you love. <laughs> uh I, I would have agreed with you, Mo, but
1: Veghorst is so tall he doesn't need to step up. He just if anything he steps down. Good point. <laughs> So, I mean, what do, you, what do you have? Corners being whipped in and jumping up against Lamptey at the back post? Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I would pay to just see that. Just that training drill of putting the ball into the box, having Lanty jump up against Weghorst. I mean, I would love to see that.
0: Yeah. And Aaron Lennon getting another goal.
1: That's like the third... Oh, I haven't looked. You but know he, what? It
0: seems like he pops up every once in a while.
1: You know what? I will give Lanty some advantage and I will put Mopi on his shoulder. And empty yeah. with Mope on top of him will still be shorter than Weger. That's
0: true, actually. I wonder if that's legal.
1: It is. It's yeah. It's hey, Captain Tubasa stuff.
2: It's your own teammate, bro. I'm sure you can do that.
0: They they've got to try it. Just like end of the season, you know, Brighton will inevitably be at the end of the season in a position where nothing matters for mm-hmm. the like the last few games. They're not going to get relegated. Not going to get anything. Just try and put all your shortest players on each other's shoulders.
2: Yeah. I mean, they they train very hard and do lots of different tactical changes. Just add, this is just another one to add to the repertoire. No big deal.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, you I, hire a new uh, set piece coach, and this is his first recommendation. <laughs> yeah, this is how Allardyce re- re- renews his reputation. It? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Crystal Palace, no. Chelsea, one. Man, I, I mean, we we've spoken about Chelsea a lot already, so I don't want to go too far into it. But like, Palace really could have. This could have been very different. And Chelsea were lucky to get, come away with the win. Palace created a lot of good chances.
1: Yeah, This was about a goal in the 89th minute or something like that? Yeah, Ziyech. He's been uh,
2: sort of coming back into good form recently. Or probably the only good form at Chelsea so far. Like, Or he's just showed up at Chelsea. I don't know which one we want to use. But good for him. Good for him. Um, he, he's a little bit like game, the Havertz.
1: Right? He's a little bit like the Havertz. He steps up in these random games and you're like, hmm. You know, he's bringing the stats.
0: Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, Liverpool have, are starting to have a little bit of a new look. Diaz is in... Honestly, can, can you think of a, a new signing who is... A, it's obviously very early days, but he's looked at home in that lineup from the second he stepped on the pitch for Liverpool.
1: Bro, I was jealous before he even stepped foot on the pitch. You oh, could yeah. tell this is going to be perfect. Like, you could just tell. he He is a... Ten years ago, Alexis. That's what he is. They're gonna get Alexis in his prime very soon. He, the energy levels are there, the commitment is there, the t- the technique is there, the the way he fits into that team is there. It is. I'm just wondering. I've never, I didn't hear any rumors to Liverpool or to anybody else with this guy. And then all of a sudden, bam, boom, done. And I'm like, no one else wanted this guy. And for what? 35,
2: something like that.
0: For uh, I think closer to fifty. After all, all said and done, there there, there were there were rumors about Liverpool, but it was going to be in the summer. And then Spurs' bidding just forced their hand, and they did it earlier than they would have done. But it, it it's going to work out to their benefit because if he gets six months just to bed in, what have you? We don't know exactly what will happen in the summer. Will one of the big two guys go? Even if they don't, like they've integrated him already. And between him, Jota, uh, you know, and um, for me no and well yeah Firmino as well but the like the younger guys they're bringing through the, you know the youth youth team players they've already got like the next the next lineup kind of coming through while the old one is still there
1: well yeah if That's he fair. if he keeps if he plays well enough i mean and they let say lose amane he just slots right in boom mm-hmm. done to to me
2: liverpool are the probably the only of the top 4 teams where when they sign someone i'm like they without knowing who they are i just i just believe it will work Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they're so good in the transfer market. Don't really overspend unless they really, really have to. It's very targeted. Michael Edwards' whole team that he put together is doing a good job. I, I have trust that something good is going to happen with that. Whereas other teams, you're like, eh? well, You we'll know see who see. else
1: has been stepping up for Liverpool recently? Thiago. Thiago yep. has been playing phenomenally well for a couple of months now. Like, really well. We laughed at him a lot at the start when he first joined, all that good stuff, and that's fine. But the last three months or so, he's been very, very good. Like, he's been focal for everything they try and do. Fabinho next to him, too, kind of just sweeping up and cleaning up around him. I think the step up has been real for Thiago recently. Mm -hmm. 100%. I also
0: like the the, the Spurs win put, you know, City within six points, or put Liverpool within six points of City, and they've got a game in hand. And they play them soon, and I think, you know, for a while it's been it's felt like the league was was cities, it's felt like it was over, and it's testament to how good Liverpool are that the one loss from City puts it right back into contention. But when
2: did this happen? Like I thought they were like twelve, fifteen points ahead. Like did did, did City just lose one? Like I or was it just always this nine-point gap? I was I thought it was more to be honest with you.
1: I think it was always nine, but we don't recognize the game in hand too much. So it just felt like a large gap. That's, a um, that's probably it. But also, like, the marketing hype is real, right? Once you get swept into the whole city, are unbelievable. They're so far away. You just kind of believe it until you really take a look. And you're like, hmm, maybe not so much. Um, but it's also, it was a confidence thing. Like City were starting to just, you know, at the beginning of the season, they were getting points. But then recently, before this game, they were actually dominating teams, like mm. dominating games, where it was like they could play any starting eleven, and they walked on there and killed teams. So it just felt, regardless of the points, even though Liverpool kept getting points, City just felt so strong outside of the three points that it felt like in the bag.
0: Mm. Yeah, you, you. I think when you look at that lead, and, and you you never expect City to lose, so it just it just looks unassailable. But then you know, it, it'll be amazing. Like the the Liverpool. City game. There there have been some amazing Liverpool City clashes over the last few years, but the one the one still to come is gonna be the atmosphere for that is gonna
1: be cracking. Do we know when it is in the calendar? Like what date? Because like I wonder how close it is to the end of the season. Because the problem is, you know, knowing how things work, Sky are gonna do everything they can to keep this league tight until that game. Like April ninth. <laughs> so you know whether it's paying referees whether it's you know scheduling whatever it is they want that april 9th game man city versus liverpool to be the one so april 9th My. the league ends of what may first week of may
0: uh no the third week of may
1: hmm, so it's still a little bit out i guess
0: yeah that that little period for liverpool is crazy they've got arsenal on the 16th of march man united on the 20th watford whatever and then uh and then City on the on the ninth. What a massive couple of weeks. And then the Champions League final after that. Probably. Yeah. Um, Southampton 2. Everton 0. Uh Bernie, I'll just like let you talk about Everton, really.
2: I watched this one and it was just god awful. It was no cohesion, no tactics, no defense, no nothing, no midfield. Disgu- like this, the defending was just disgusting. Shane Long showed up. <laughs> Like he literally showed up and scored a goal and went home. Like and, and, and I can't remember who he jumped over. She long, I get it he can jump, but like this is honestly it was it was pub football from Everton from start to finish. Just woeful, disgusting. I, I did not enjoy their performance at all. Bruja didn't score, but to you know, just the big up most guy, I thought he was dangerous all game and probably could have scored two before he got subbed off. It's just a shame that Shane Long made him look bad in the statistics category, but like <laughs> in actual fact, he was pretty good and they couldn't handle him. Statistics. He's got he's got the facilities, big man.
0: He does. <laughs> he very much does. Weird that putting uh, putting Alan next to uh, Beaky didn't solve all the world's problems.
2: You know, sometimes it's not your day, so Donnie will have his day the next game. My rules with Donnie is... One game, he's the greatest in the world, and one game, he's shit. Like, that's just how it works. So, we judge him every game. It's how, sometimes it's maybe
1: how good, works. sometimes <laughs> maybe <laughs> shit. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of which, actually, you know what? Let, let's do the question now. So, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to Kyle Walker-Peters, because, honestly, behind Cancelo, and the, I know this sounds a bit mental, but if you look at the, the st- statistics, um, they are backed up by this. Kyle Walker-Peters has been phenomenal this season. Yeah, this gameplay was unreal. Yeah, and he's playing left-back. He's actually a right-back. He's doing the the Cancelo role. Um, I think that's just the easiest way to describe it. Like, no one thought this guy was going to be that good. And, and And it's just a bit funny because, you know, in the last few years, Spurs have gone through, like, Aurier and Trippier and Emerson Royale and all these guys. And it turns out this guy was the best of the lot.
1: The thing is, he is, from what I've seen, and I've always thought he was a joke, but from what I've seen recently... He has a technique Mm -hmm. to allow him to play on the left and cut in because he's not just a crossing merchant, which is something you don't really see when you play on your kind of strong foot side, like you just get there. It's hard to cut in on your weaker foot. But he's got the technique on his right foot to cut in. He did a couple of good dribbles, a couple of good shots for a left back or a right back, whatever you want to call it. He has the technique there to cut in, which is what kind of helps people like Cancelo, as opposed to the more traditional push it and cross it kind of kind of fullback so that's kind of what's been helping him he's got that low center of gravity too to kind of weave in and out so yeah he's been having a lot of fun
2: you guys can yeah. talk about cancelo all you want but really he's just living up to ashley young as a converted anything left back like that's that's who he's living up good to, point
1: sure good point i mean cancelo said that recently in his interview um, ashley young <laughs> is his inspiration
0: yeah yeah uh, that could have been worse mo i thought we were going to get a dennis Irwin lecture to be honest so oh.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, the GOAT, sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this will do.
0: This uh, will do. But I want to get to the question um, from at Don Yaya, because uh, this one really hit close to home. This is something that, that comes up when I watch football all the time, and I'm pretty sure it does with, with you guys too. So um, he says, I know Premier League players are elite, but every time I watch Jacob Murphy, uh, I struggle <laughs> to believe that he's a better player than me. Who's the one Premier League player you watch and think, I'm actually better footballer than you? How do you play in this league? Davinson um, Sanchez.
2: <laughs> I'm not even making okay. that up. I believe I'm a best center back Davis and Sanchez
0: today. <laughs> today,
1: <laughs> and I haven't played football in one. three years.
2: Today, mate. <laughs>
1: That's a very good one. Mine, mine is. Uh, mine is obviously very obviously it will be my yeah. <laughs> god every time i watch him i'm like how much money do you make like it gets personal with him it's not like you know some people are just shit and whatever i move on with the day with it will be just like i gotta google how much money he makes hate on it for a little bit and just get really mad because like he's got like no self-confidence he Barely does the basics. You could tell on his face that he's just so scared all the time of the ball. He's confused. He's so confused and so scared and so weak and just so lame. And like, as a person, he just seems weak. And then it shows on the football pitch where he has no confidence. He, I'm just like, how do you do what you like? Every contact with the ball, whether it's a pass or a shot, is like scuffed, it bobbles, and this. It, I'm like, like I, I hate watching him play.
0: He, he's, he's like roulette, but as a footballer. I, just genuinely... like you just chuck the ball in and something is going to happen, but you've got no idea what.
1: Yeah. So to answer the question, I genuinely think with some proper training, I am better than that guy. He's 100%. so bad that Nigeria
2: begged FIFA to expedite Lukman's nationality <laughs> <laughs> change. It's like we can't have this anymore. It's too much.
0: <laughs> yeah and and i will I will say that um you know Don Yaya says um in a follow up that the difference between you know that he thinks the difference between him and jacob Murphy jacob Murphy is is fitness, so yeah. we're we're factoring fitness into the account right It's like if you have the fitness of a oh. Premier League footballer, you know would you be better than him um most Mo just added fifty players to his list I one hundred percent I was just about to say if that's a category like sign me up tomorrow. <laughs> Um, but mine I, I've come across a few in my time but the, I'll give the one because this literally happened on the weekend um, my partner was, was watching the the City Spurs game with me and Matt Doherty came on and I was like oh god not this guy like he's absolutely terrible and and make, trying to make fun of me she was like oh yeah like do you think you're better than him i was like actually, yes. <laughs> like
1: actually yes again there's so many players out there that are making it because they're fit they're powerful they're strong it, yep. they're, I, I truly believe there are people we know that are probably more talented than a lot of players but it's just the fact that you've come through the the kind of the system you're fit you're strong you know how it works now you're there forever and they keep cycling the same shit players over and over again mm-hmm yeah, just Matt gotta Donald. get your foot through the door. That's All right. it. All right, God. That's it. I mean, I think you know Don-
0: Doniaya's point about uh, about Jacob Murphy is a good one. I think you could literally put half the Everton team in there. Like, I mean, we we talked about Jamal LaSalle last week. The man's an idiot at least on the fo- <laughs> on the on the football field. I mean, having Mankeo, like nothing against him personally, but come on, um,
1: like like what's uh, his name, the the American right back, just because he's fast. Which one, the Andre Edlin? So bad. Such a bad footballer. Like, such a bad footballer. It's not even funny. Like, like, who, how did you get here? How did you cross the Atlantic? Like, what happened? How did you cross the
0: Atlantic? <laughs> he, Deandre Yedlin was, was literally a marketing scheme.
1: Yes! It's so obvious! <laughs> like, there's so many players that you watch. You're just like... like and you know when, when clubs sign players, I always tell you, like, why... You sign these, like, do you have nobody better coming through your academy than just shut it down? Like If you're signing some of these players from other clubs that have clearly failed, then just shut down your academy if you cannot supplement with a better player. I, I will true. say
2: I'm convinced that I could get more than seven touches in a game.
0: <laughs> just throw in. <laughs> I, I, you know one of
1: them was the kickoff? <laughs> Wait, he, did, he didn't kick off the second half? Oh, yeah. I guess the other team did. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. He should have just taken a couple of goal kicks. <laughs> like
2: even if I knock uh, one player over to get the ball, right? <laughs> How many is that?
1: <laughs> do you think? Do you think he he physically recognized that he hasn't been involved a lot no. in the game? I I think probably not. Really, like you'd have a sense,
0: right. but I don't think. The first half, okay. Now we're we're literally going down the, the mainstream. <laughs> like uh, Lukaku had seven touches, but in the first half it was two, and one of them was the kickoff.
1: So, like, he must have known that he went an entire half without touching the ball. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, he knew. Yeah. And, and Alex, remember we talked about how this podcast is for us, not for anyone <laughs> else. <laughs> we're talking about this. We do sure. what we want. We do what we
3: want. <laughs>
1: Oh man, oh, man. Uh, The best thing was Tuchel was asked about it and whatever and he gave some elaborate answer and then at the end he literally just sighed and went, We'll see what happens. <laughs> his his answer was even worse, he goes Well, the data says it <laughs> I was like what
0: he, he also said now is not the time to make fun of him or make jokes I'm like so you're implying that there is a time.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Not right now, I'll tell so you, you when
3: know
2: that they're making jokes.
0: <laughs> Brutal. Absolutely oh, no. oh Morata. That's another one. I've definitely watched Morata play and thought like, I would make better decisions.
1: Why do I think that Morata is harshly rated? No.
0: No, I mean, you've hated no. on him as much as anyone sure, else.
1: Sure, but recently something's happened where I'm just like, he's limited and it's not his fault kind of thing. Where oh, he, he works he, very
0: yeah. hard.
2: Yeah.
1: I'll yeah. Tell Maybe you, that's the soft I'll tell part. you the Morata thing.
2: It's that everyone assumed he was going to be elite mm-hmm. and he just mm-hmm. wasn't. And people right. hate when you're supposed to be elite, and then you're just not. Like, people That's a good mind. point. That's a yeah, very good point, true. because
1: that was me. And then when I start to realize, well, maybe you're not elite, I'm like, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, and again, that, that comes into the looks thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just think he looked like he was supposed to be a really good player. But Yeah, there like Cardi. Cardi looks yeah. like he's supposed to be a really good player. Oh, not anymore. It's yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um let's move on. Uh Leeds 2, Manchester United four. Uh looked good, looked terrible, looked good again.
2: What, the United or the whole game? Which one are we talking about?
0: Both really. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> the
2: the wind was hilarious. You see the corner flag was litless, like at ninety degrees. <laughs> like almost on, almost just on its side. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but the game was to me, this was what a Leeds United, United game is. Just literally throw every tactic out the window, just run, mm-hmm. clatter each other, and see where, where, the, goal, like, where the ball ends up. Talk about, that was what this yeah, game yeah. was.
1: Yeah, run, clatter each other, and not get yellow cards for some very yellow card defenses. Yeah, no Scott, one got lady, should be
0: in jail right now, frankly. Probably. From that
1: game, honestly. Probably. He just walked around absolutely hurting anything and anyone <laughs> he could see. And
2: I will say I'm so happy that he did do that because like I've been waiting for an evil bastard to show up and like just knock people around like Keen used to do back in the old days, and it was fun for one day because it won't ever happen again. But it was fun for one day to see it. You know that was that was refreshing. I'll say that
0: it was. I mean, you're right in terms of what that game was um, and the atmosphere as well. Like I think people forget how massive the rivalry is between Leeds and Manchester United but there was something like very med- medieval about it you know when you look you see those pictures of um or descriptions of what football was like in in the dark ages when they would just like kick a pig's head from one town to the other
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, it was sort of like that it
2: it was the weather was, elements was it, helped too. it really did it was interesting because like when soccer came back into the game and i was like Ralph kind of understands this now, where he's like, this game is going to be just (laughs) full-blooded. Let me get the one guy that just tackles anything that moves, and probably told McTominay just hit them and and see what happens. I'm pretty sure Ralph gave them that directive. And it worked. They were up to nothing. Like, of course, the wind for that fluke goal that, what's his name, Rodrigo or Rafinha? I don't know which which one of them scored. Rodrigo. Dan James decided that he was on a revenge mission, and then two goals at the end. Like there was some great skill and there was some shitty goalkeeping and shitty defending at the same time, but very entertaining game. Sancho played well. I was happy for him. Yeah, lots of positives.
0: That little Bruno spin with the flick around the defender. Oh,
2: you know what the problem with that was? It worked, but the defender being an idiot just like took a little bit of shine off off that move. He oh, if a, he should have just the way and just like let it happen. <laughs>
0: We, we we don't we don't talk about Nikos Dabizas that way. We just give thanks for Dennis Bergkamp, So just like, you know, take the flick. And a touch afterwards as well, which is also gorgeous.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I lander got the, the goal after getting a coin at his forehead, thrown at his forehead. So props.
1: You take the flick and you also take the handsy. <laughs>
2: well done. Well
0: yeah. done. life advice.
2: <laughs> Ronaldo was awful, we'll just have to get that in, like uh, you know. Just in, just in case people think that I've gone soft.
0: You know. Sure. Um, uh, are you going to get I top four?
2: Take the
0: <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs> This Top four is
2: madness. I'll say this. Chelsea are not clear. Like they're not safe in this top four race, so anyone could make it, and we'll see what happens. I'm not making any predictions
1: on this. Okay. I'm actually going to look at the table, so I'm not just gut feeling this as I always do.
0: Fair enough. Chelsea have 50 points, uh, 25 games. Manchester United 46 points, 26 games. West Ham. Uh, you know what? I'll be bold. Let's ignore West Ham. They're but they're in fifth. In sixth, Arsenal 42 points, 23 games. So they've got three games to play uh, on Manchester United. Um, Wolves who beat uh, Leicester 2-1 continuing their very impressive run of form and Leicester's terrible run of form are on 40 with two games on Manchester United and Spurs on 39 with again three games on Manchester United
1: Yes, yeah, so it it's mad it looks like we were talking about, I'm just looking at the form table here you know how City lost the last game and Bernie was asking there was a draw four games ago I don't remember who that was against but there was some draw speaking to the of form.
2: You guys are talking about marketing and how things feel. You, United have since Ranit came. Only City have got more points, and I did not know that, and it did not even feel like that. City twenty-eight points, United twenty-five in that time frame, and I just had no. It just did not feel that way in any way, shape, or form. So
0: no, you're right. It it hasn't, and I think I think it's probably because a lot of the result, the the victories have not been convincing. (laughs) But yeah, but, but they have been scraping them together.
1: Yeah. Wolves are also doing kind of a, a late run into the mix. Yeah, Bruno
0: Lage, big things.
2: Saw what a goalkeeper!
1: Yeah, it's even even Spurs, even Spurs. They've got like three games on United, and they're only well, you know, games in hand, and how that works. But like, it's too much of a mess. It's too much of a mess with with these. And and the one thing I didn't like about. Like other leagues and other sports, is how you have so much games in hands, and you gotta do that math. In the Premier League, you know, outside of COVID, it was never like that. Everybody was always in the same amount of games, and that was that. I'm not enjoying this kind of look at the table to see how many games in hand people have. That's not fun. If I, I needed in, to go back,
2: games in hand can be sort of a double-edged sword. Tottenham had so many, and they lost two in a row at at some point in the league.
0: Three in a row. Like well, yeah, was it three? The, yeah, yeah. So. Th- yeah. Yes, although the, none of those were the actual games in hand. They were just those games. Yes. Yes. So it's like, they still they have, have the three. games in hand, but they've also lost three games recently. But if
2: Arsenal, I mean, again, you can't say if they win three because they probably won't, like, in a row, whatever, depending on who you're playing. But if they do win it, I think you're above Chelsea on the same number of games, or I'm not looking at a table. Is that right? Something. Mm, like yep, same like points
1: that. as Chelsea. Well, actually, it'd be a point above, above
2: Chelsea. You'd be a point above if, if you did... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chelsea to me, but are I
1: still... think Arsenal's games in hands are like City, Liverpool. Like it's it's horrendous stuff. That's the thing. It it completely depends who the, yeah. who they are. You never know. Also, man. speaking, just looking at the form, Newcastle have not lost in their last five. That's impressive.
0: That's upsetting.
1: Two draws, three wins. That's very very good. impressive. And one of those is a, is a draw versus West Ham. You know, I think was it a draw against United?
0: I can't remember, but it was it was an impressive
1: know. draw. I can't remember what it was. But the point is, you know, they're. Again, they're, they're doing well. They're doing... In Burnley, only one loss in the last five. There's a couple of underdogs They're also making a couple of runs. Even Norwich tried a little bit and then failed. Like, they, they won two and drew one and then lost two. So, Well,
0: that, that's huge. But yeah. Huge. Um, some of those games in hand are going to get dealt with this week. You've got Burnley against Tottenham, Watford against Palace, Liverpool against Leeds. That should be fun. Um, and Arsenal against Wolves, which... Oh. Wait, didn't Arsenal just play Wolves? Yeah, I yep. thought
1: you just beat them. Yep. One nil with a red card. We're playing them again on Thursday.
0: Nice, fun. The fixture computer making things interesting again. Um, I also just want to touch on a couple of things um, in the women's game. So the U.S. Uh, women's national team have finally got equal pay, which is bloody good news. Uh, mm-hmm. And Joe Biden tweeted about it. Did you see that?
2: Oh, well done, Joe.
0: He was Biden his time in hey. the game.
2: Well done. I'm glad that he has time to tweet about football in between like the world about to end. Like you know, he's a
0: good multitasker
2: and I like that. <laughs>
0: Listen, I if I was him I would take any opportunity to tweet about any kind of good news <laughs> whatsoever.
2: Joe Biden's <laughs> like put on put on the football <laughs> so that I can do anything else but this.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Barack actually got in touch, it was like, yo, this thing happened, you should tweet about it. Anyway, um and the Canadian women's national team drew against England 1-1, beat Germany 1-0, first ever clean sheet against Germany, apparently. Uh, and tomorrow, play against Spain for the Arnold Clark Cup. So that's good. Hmm. That would be uh, three big results in a row if they can beat Spain.
2: Uh, how good are Spain? Are the best or what? Like I forget. I you know don't the Barcelona know... women are good, but how good are Spain?
0: The Barcelona women women are good, uh, and you know some of them are in the Spain team, so I assume they're very good. But I don't. I don't. Know
2: Nothing sure. to fear from. I mean, these are Olympic gold medalists, Canada. So you know has have to be the, the top dog in this fight.
0: Uh, well, that's what we're going with. Yeah. 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 Uh anything else?
2: Mm, no, don't think so. Nothing comes to mind.
0: Alright. Um who is in that case, based on the on the equal pay thing, I'm gonna ask you one final question. Who is someone that you think is massively underpaid from your club?
3: Hmm.
2: Bruno Fernandez.
0: How much does he get?
2: 100k a week.
1: He's your best player by far. Like, by <laughs> far. <laughs> if not even a little bit.
2: He's got to get paid, like, whatever. De Gea's on 350. Like, come on, this is a joke. <laughs>
1: that is a massive problem.
2: <laughs> it's a joke. So I would give Bruno 400. Just, I mean, we already overinflate wages anyway. So give him what he's worth compared to the other guys on the squad. In my opinion. So.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Mo, anything?
1: Like an at Arsenal? Yeah. So everybody's kind of new and young, and like, don't like I can't think of who needs to be paid a lot more than anyone. Like you know.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. I for me, it's um, El Nenny and it's just it's purely based on years of service. <laughs> Thirty k for like ten years, and he's still getting like youngster wages. I'm pretty sure. Thirty thousand. It's just rude, it? really.
2: I thought I'm you'd say, like, Saka so just here. to, like, keep him or something.
0: So
1: parties, right. highest, parties are highest paid at 200 I yeah, mean, he, you want to talk about overpaid, head. I can give you tons. Yeah. Underpaid, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, yep. underpaid, not so Xhaka's much. overpaid because he just shouldn't be there. Oh, yeah, well, we also have f- like a form of 182,000 a week. Jesus. That's,
2: that's oddly specific. That's the what's, the, what's the 2000 what? for?
1: I don't know. hundred eighty-two thousand and sixty-three dollars.
2: <laughs> we need to understand what's going on with that sixty-three.
1: <laughs> For beard oil. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nicolas Pepe up there barely gets the game. My god. Yeah, I mean, Burn Leno as the second keeper is getting a hundred thousand. I mean, I know he wasn't always second, but he is now. Yeah. Is Saka still on thirty k? No way. No chance. So this website is BS. <laughs> so it's all nonsense. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Well, if he's on thirty K, let's just say he's he makes your cut.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent good point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we're veering into total total bollocks territory, so we'll just leave it there. Um Monit, <laughs> thank you. Pony, thank you.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you for
0: downloading the Coshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.